0: Hello everyone, and welcome to the Wharton Fintech Podcast. I'm your host, Miguel Armaza. I'm an MBA candidate at the Wharton School and an MA candidate at the Lauder Institute at the University of Pennsylvania. Our guest today is Pier Paolo Barbieri. He is the founder and CEO of Walla, an Argentine mobile banking app and lending platform that's also one of the fastest growing fintechs in Latin America. Since launching in October, 2017, WALA has issued over 1.5 million cards, raised almost $200 million in funding, and grown to over 250 employees. Pier Paolo holds an A.B. Magda Cum Laude from Harvard University, a Master of Philosophy from the University of Cambridge, and was an Ernest May Fellow at the Harvard Kennedy School of Government. And now, without further ado, join me in my conversation with Pier Paolo Barbieri. Great. Well, Gervano, thank you for joining us, the Wharton Fintech Podcast. Can we start by you telling us a little bit about yourself and your background? First of
1: all, uh, thank you, Miguel. It's a pleasure to be here. and Thank you so much for the invitation. It's a great honor for me to be uh, joining you all. I, you know, I saw uh, back in, in 2016 after living in the United States for 12 years. I attended a uh, college in the U.S., then grad school in the U.K., I wrote that nobody read, and then worked in finance for uh, for around uh, eight years, and then I, I really had this debt with my home country, Argentina. I wanted to create a financial inclusion platform, and the idea of I was born out of that desire. And so, in twenty in twenty seventeen, I moved back to the to the country to to work full time on this. Uh, we launched on the fourth of October of uh, of twenty seventeen. And now, uh, 31 months later, we we have 1.9 million
0: customers in Argentina. That's impressive. And where did the idea come from? Where What was that, that spark that led you to decide to launch Voila? I was
1: part of a, of a financial project um, that it was a fund to invest in Argentina that I co-managed for Brevin Howard, and we became large shareholders of the Argentine banks, and we Realized in you know, wanting these banks to succeed, that these banks didn't do a lot of lending. So they didn't do a lot of intermediation of savings and, and loans. They they just grabbed the money and they parked it at the central bank. And so, you know, we thought that there were better ways to do this. And um, 50% of Argentina has has no bank account, has never transacted with a means of payment that was not cash. And so we wanted to fix that problem. And what really inspired me was one moment when I was in the downtown of Buenos Aires and I remember looking at these old pensioners trying to get their pensions and, and one of them reminded me of my late grandmother. And it really hurt me to see that they were there waiting outside, waiting for the doors to open and the bank you know, had terrible hours, horrible service, and yet 50% of the population was never included. So I thought about doing something that would include people rather than exclude and that's what we're building.
0: Very interesting. And how uh, how did you go about building the initial team and, and the technology at the early beginnings?
1: Well, you know, I, I was working with a few people and um, Marcella, who's our head of product, and I started talking about this product very early on. And then Javier, who's our, our head of administration, you know, set up the company and we started recruiting. Marcella brought brought friends from other jobs and we started working on the product. And we started working and, and it took a year to set up to really define what we really wanted to do. And in that sense, we started working very hard on a, an initial prototype. It had five features. We wanted to do five things, but do it better than anyone else. And I'm happy to say that voila, today has four of those five features. On the fifth one, we decided not to do it because nobody does checks anymore. So we wanted, we kind of left that out completely, but we, were very, we are very true to that idea, that original spark, that original moment when we said, let's build something simple that fixes the problem of inclusion in Argentina, and then we can build on that. So it's a, you know, we aim to be a financial marketplace where people can choose different services and do different things under the umbrella of Walla, and that is how we partner with other people, you know, from Western Union for bill payment to banks for deposits to an API bank for connections with other banks. Like we we are not vertical. We are very horizontal in the way we think about products and we really wanna fix the key problem of access. And from that problem of access, we build a base. And from that base, I think we build better relationships with the rest of the market.
0: So this story has definitely
1: resonated with your investors, but how how was it at the very
0: beginning? How were those initial conversations with uh, venture capital investors?
1: Well, you know, I, I, I was working very closely with the with the Soros team at the time and a couple of very successful venture capitalists, including kevin ryan, who who started uh, Zola and MongoDB, And they really encouraged me to start, and they really told me, you know, if you really believe in this, we'll back you. And so they were there in the beginning, and we we involved them in the building of the team. I had never done this before. I'm a historian by training, so I'd not started a company this way myself. I I think that that was the initial kick and, and, you know, we got people to invest in Argentina that had not sometimes never invested in Argentina, others that hadn't invested in Argentina in decades. So we're very proud of that. And and I, I really believe in the talent that this country has, although we are now more than 10 nationalities in the team. It fills me with joy to be able to do inclusion, to be able to do talent acquisition, and to be able to do products out of my home country. And what about the customer? Uh, how's your relationship with the customer? How has it evolved over the last 31 months? Yeah, I mean, we try to be very close to the customer. I was having a conversation with our head of marketing today that comes from Google. And he, he was telling me that I have to stop answering to clients directly on myself, on my own personal Twitter feed. It's hard to do it. When you get a wallet card, you get a letter from me with the values of the company. And it has my email. It still has my email and people write me emails. So I get a lot of emails. And, you know, that relationship that you are going to uh, who's our competitor? People say our competitor is Mercado Libre, but in reality, our competitor is cash. 75% of transactions are still transacting in cash. And so that's what we want to destroy. That's the enemy because cash is expensive. It's unsafe. It is problematic. It's easy to steal. It, It has all these negative externalities, especially for those people that we seek to serve. I always say that we want all those customers that the banks never wanted and the rest too. And so as we build product for those people, you need to break the barrier and make them trust in a new product, in a new technology, in having financial services on the phone and not in person. And the only way to do that is to be able to be close. And if you're close, you can break that barrier. If you're not close, it's very hard to break that barrier. How do we do that? It's not just me tweeting. It's, it's a whole team that shares this social mission. And so everybody in the company does customer service. Everybody's obsessed with having the best tutorials, having a community where 400,000 people comment every month, having a website that is inclusive, that shows you not the images of the people that you are not, but people that you could be, and, and show you in an easy and understandable way, regardless of whether you didn't finish high school or you have a PhD, that this is an accessible product. And simplicity sometimes gets a bad rep from, you know, especially in finance. But the truth is that if we have something to learn from from the success of of Apple, you know, the world's largest company, is that simplicity is transformational. And especially when something is a product that is hard to penetrate, hard to understand for certain demographics, for certain age groups, you have to break the barrier and so breaking the barrier is what we seek to do every day and we we kill ourselves internally and debate endlessly before we launch a product to make it not just beautiful but simple and if it's not simple and if it doesn't appeal to half of our base or more we just won't do it there's enough time to to specialize later you have to provide a product that is easily understood that's why you know we launched the money market savings account four months ago, and in four months, we've added over 400,000 people, many of whom had never, ever invested before. You know, it's one click. You have to distill it in one click and have real, really open terms and, and, and conditions, not just have something impossible to read that people want nobody to read. You just have to do it in a simple and accessible and inclusive way. Does that become increasingly challenging as you
0: manage exponential growth?
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's why my marketing team was telling me not to uh, to get off Twitter. Yes, it's very difficult. Fortunately, we have a great team and we're scaling very well, but it's very challenging, especially in these times of, of COVID-19. You know, we, we're still operating at 100% capacity. We've issued, it was reported on Bloomberg yesterday, we issued over 125,000 cards since the beginning of a quarantine. We're one of the only issuers in Argentina that are printing cards. And so, you know, we're very proud of that. It fills us with joy, but it's also a challenge, and that scaling is is hard to achieve and and definitely intense. Absolutely, absolutely, and and it's
0: also scaling on the talent front, right? Uh, how have you managed to attract uh, the best talent to Walla? Skin in the game. The only way to
1: get the best talent is skin in the game. So you know, my head of c- commercial comes from City. She used to run cards for City for 20 years. Our head of marketing comes from Google. He was a very senior person at Google Argentina. Our head of product comes from Jamalto. Our head of development comes from Globant. Our chief of staff comes from McKinsey. Like those are the people that you want in your team. And in order for them to be in your team, they have to share your passion and then you have to give them skin in the game. And so over fifteen percent of the company is owned by them and you know the team in general, not just the managers, everyone. And we have done this in a very American way in a in a in a country where where that's not done, and so I think we have some of the best talent in the market. That makes sense.
0: And so you mentioned a little bit the COVID crisis that we're all experiencing. How has this affected Walla? And also, how do you envision prices affecting the printing industry in general? What do you mean? So, uh, I mean that this crisis is pushing the digitization of, uh, of oh, yeah. industries. Uh, obviously, fintech can be very well positioned for it. But at the same time, you have to manage your balance sheet risk.
1: Yeah, um, we, we have. Um, absolutely. I think that the transformations that, that already existed in the world are being accelerated by COVID-19. And so the digitization of finance was going to happen. It's going to happen. But what we thought was going to take years is now taking weeks. And this transformation, for instance, a cash-based society like Argentina, 50% of people never had a card, never paid with a card. Those people are now suddenly needing a solution for bill payment, a solution for transport card, a solution for their online purchases. You can't do those on cash. So I think that accelerates transformations. And so in terms of the balance sheet, you know, while it works as a debit card for most cases, we have a beta of lending, which we are keeping up, and we're making a big effort to be next to our customers because this is the time to be close to the customer. And we are still growing our, our lending program, but that will take time. And we, um, I think that's the real differential for us. we got to keep our heads down and keep working uh, humbly and growing. And I think that it's really rewarding for the whole team to see how, at a time of this, People want more Walla, not less.
0: Yeah. yeah. It sounds like you're also very involved with the community. I just read that Walla made a 12 million peso donation to the Argentinian Red Cross. So that's certainly something uh, inspiring. Uh, we have a lot of listeners who are either entrepreneurs or aspiring founders. we was hoping you could share some, some lessons from your point of view as an entrepreneur. Yeah, absolutely.
1: I think that, that crisis... I don't want to repeat the, the platitudes of crisis creating opportunity. What I want to say is that this is the time to really refine your ideas and test them against an environment that is probably the hardest economically since the Great Depression. And so I think that if your idea can sustain this moment, if it's still valid, if it's still relevant, if, it, if it's still achievable in this environment, then it's a great idea. Then that's a, that's a home run. And you need to be critical about those ideas, and you need to refine them a lot before you go ahead with them. I think that it'll be harder. There's no way around it to, to get VC funding, especially for early ideas. So I think investors will want to see not growth forever with no unit economics, but rather you know a real path to monetization and profitability, a lot more than they would have been 12 months 12 months ago, definitely more than two years ago before we were. But everything that we have seen is going to be accelerated as well. So people will want more certainties about the markets to be exploited and, and transformed but if your idea can stand this moment, if you can stand up to the mirror and say to you, to yourself, you know, this is still going to work, then it's a fantastic idea. And um, I think that, that you know, life is too short. And if there's a, a part of the human experience of the last month of in isolation, you know, you it's very difficult any day, as Steve Jobs used to say, to get up, look at yourself while you shave and and, you know, wonder if you love what you do. But during a quarantine doing something you don't like it's even harder so it's another incentive for you to really seek to do what you really love because otherwise life is too short and too and sometimes too difficult imagine you know i i pity my friends who are in jobs that they don't enjoy because they're now at home stuck there still doing the same jobs not even able to have time to socialize or spend the money they earn and so for aspiring entrepreneurs, I think that the most beautiful thing is to be able to realize the ability of having that moment when you have the product in your hand and you see other people react to the product. And if you have a social mission, as in the case of Walla, which I think is, is really important for the hardest days, then all the more credit to you and all the more desire because this world will be transformed radically by this virus in social and economic and cultural ways. And so if you, can, if you still think your idea is relevant, then this is the time to pursue it. Sounds like you've definitely found that mission at WALA. Uh, where, where do you see uh, the future of Walla in the coming years? Well, I mean, we, we, um, I like to say that, that we have almost 2 million people that are now part of the Walla community. We have issued cards for 1.9 million of them. But Argentina has 45 million people. And 20 million of those people don't have any financial service access. And a lot of the others are really tired of their banks, their fees, their times, their attention, their customer service, all that stuff. And so we have a great chance to change that. And so what we want to build is a better team, better product, keep growing, keep servicing people, and building those products that our clients need. And our clients, we literally talk to our clients about what we build next. And that makes it a lot harder to produce product because it's not Pierre coming down from from the, the mountain with the two tablets of future products. It's us in dialogue with the community, in dialogue with our teams, bringing together the Fin side and the tech side to really craft an inclusive experience. And so we're doing a lot of that and we're going to launch new business units, but I cannot give you details because as usual, we, we really hate to talk about products that we haven't launched. What I will tell you is that some products that were not the star products really have become star products. So bill payment is something we launched 14 months ago never had that much traction, you know, it was good, but it wasn't great and suddenly it's grown You know 220 percent in three weeks because guess what people don't want to go outside and take a risk to pay a bill And so the cultural transformation that would have taken a long time for older demographics for richer demographics is now happening instantly Because they have a, a way to pay with Walla that is that is easier faster and definitely free so This has changed many things, and we're happy to see that. And you know, with products that hadn't before been
0: as as powerful as they are now. Fantastic! And finally, Pierre, we also like to ask our guests about some of their personal hobbies. So I was wondering if you could share some of your uh,
1: favorite activities outside of Walla. Well, I run a lot. I love to run, and uh, unfortunately, I'm going a little bit stir crazy because it's not allowed in Argentina. So if you know anybody in the Argentine government, Tell them to please allow it. I don't think it's a significant health risk other than my sanity risk. But I know there's a lot like me. Obviously, I I, I love film. I, I went to college thinking I was gonna study that instead of history. But the thing that calms me down the most is to be able to sit down and read history. I'm reading a great biography of uh Charles de Gaulle that I highly recommend. And so if anybody um if if um you know, if if somebody's interested in the kind of history, I I am a certain idea of France is a great book.
0: Fantastic. Well, Pierre, this has been uh, fantastic and inspiring. Thank you for joining us, and you're always welcome to visit us on campus.
1: Yeah, I would love to do that. I love Warden, and uh, if anyone has any news for me, or 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 if you thought anything we said here was interesting in particular, I, I, I'm always reached at pb at voila So you know, happy to hear from any of you and thank you for your time. It's been a pleasure. Perfect. Thank you. Gracias. Gracias.